Welcome to The Kid Is In School, where we talk about whatever we want since our kid is not here to interrupt us. But we don't have a lot of time before the bell rings, so let's get right into it. Boy, oh boy, do I want to talk about (laughs) something (laughs) with you today. (laughs) Okay, what would that be? You seem very uh, happy and excited. I'm overly amused at my own joke. I I wanted to talk to you about genderizing kids toys and clothes because it was different for us growing up than it is for our kid now <laughs> first of all that sounds like a pro wrestler from the early 90s gender rising genderize <laughs> is this meat genderize <laughs> i can taste it um because i was just thinking about how our daughter likes to wear blue that's her favorite color and so whenever i'm shopping for clothes i end up wandering over to the boys section because there's not enough blue in the girls section and for a while she was really against unicorns and pink stuff yeah well the funny thing about that is pink and blue are signified as the girl and boy colors mm-hmm. pink is for girls and girly things especially that... if you're painting a baby's nursery yes. if you're gonna have a girl you paint it pink if you're gonna have a boy you paint it blue right and that's not even true throughout history like up until like the 1940s, really, it was blue was for girls and pink was for boys. What? It, yeah, <laughs> blue was seen Why? as more delicate. Pink was more masculine and oh. more in a stronger color. I mean, maybe because your face turns pink when you get angry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mine doesn't. Yeah, well, at least uh, <laughs> mine turns blue all, when I hold my. At breath. least all the white people in charge of things, their face. Oh, turns it's pink. another white supremacy <laughs> imbued. Yeah, norm. it's it's something where. Uh, it, and first of all, even the fact that we call it pink yeah. is you could call it light red. If right. you have blue and you know light blue, it's light red. Essentially. Oh, that's so. so weird. You're right. Why does it have its own name? But light blue, well, Crayola tried to teach me about cornflower, but I always rejected that. Well, that sounded like a food. Sure. Well, there, I mean, Crayola has a lot of different colors and there's technically a lot of different color names for uh, different colors, but just the general colloquial yeah, no one ever things. says light red. Nobody says light red. And so that flipped at some point. And then by the 1940s, essentially, it was, okay, we're flipping the standard. And it was like retailers doing it. They decide probably money-wise. That's so crazy. And yeah, because even before that, you They know, had too much pink bolts of fabric. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, you know who buys more stuff is women. So let's yeah. start marketing this to Flip the ladies. It. And so that that's... It seems like it's something where it seems like, oh, it's always been this way. Pink has always been for girls, but it's not true. Like within my parents' lifetime, even though I have older parents, you know, I came along later in their life, they were born before it was completely standardized that pink was for girls. Yeah, and now I'm wondering, that means if you saw pictures of them in their youth, if they were in color, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they were. You might be surprised by the color clothes they were wearing. Mm -hmm. But also I wonder if it's flipped, you know, because you see, if you see very ancient pictures of kids, uh, you know, white is a common color that kids are wearing, but adults are wearing brown or black. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just wonder if even the notion of such vibrant colors as pink and blue... I, for children, we're like, why do you even want to show off these kids? Maybe. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. And then in like in the 1980s, guys tried to flip it back to pink where they're wearing a pink yeah. uh, polo shirt it with the great. collar popped. And then in the 90s, we had neon green everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I didn't wear a lot of pink or blue as a kid. I wore like 
fluorescent orange and hot pink. <laughs> yeah, but which one was for boys and which one was for girls? Was the hot or the the fluorescent green for girls and the bright orange for boys? That's the beauty of it. If yeah. you ever watched Wild and Crazy Kids, you yeah. knew that they changed outfits each episode. So sometimes they'd all wear that color. Um, we had hyper color shirts. I never wore got to own one but did you ever have that t-shirt that you could breathe your hot breath on it would change the color i never had one of those ah <laughs> oh, it seems so cool i don't know what the point is though you take them to a swimming pool maybe and you'd watch them change color I, I never had one i don't even really remember them but you're saying it's kind of like the mood rings and they had more than just mood rings they had paper that you could do that to well this, yeah and... it was temperature sensitive um fabric i guess someone figured out how to make it and it just i don't know some other gimmick that made kids want to pester their parents to buy them something yeah. <laughs> i feel like that was we are the marketed generation where we watch a commercial and suddenly that would be our identity yeah we beg our parents well there was uh, on transformers there was something similar to that where they have a decal on them mm. that you don't know what it is so you don't know if they're a good guy or a bad guy ah. and then you would put your thumb on it and then the heat would uh, cause the color to change and then you would see is it a decepticon or is it an autobot autobot being the good guy wow and so <laughs> that feels like an early experiment to teach about skin color because <laughs> if the, the shape is the same and you really can't tell the difference well it was not the color it was just the symbol the symbol is different yeah. and what did you did you hope to get a villain or did you ever decide <laughs> well i we kind of knew ahead of time so i don't know why oh. they had it where you know be surprised by it it's yeah. like we already kind of knew when you bought the toy you know you knew optimus prime was the leader of the good guys okay so you knew by the shape who was yeah the... it probably was more when you're getting down to the characters nobody's ever heard of or weren't in the show <laughs> like what is this guy again that's why they created it they're like these are hard to move nobody <laughs> had, cares about these i did i had i had a uh transformer that was tiny it was really small compared to the other ones but it was a ufo Ah, and so cool. yeah you don't know that guy didn't show up in the show or at least i don't remember him so yeah. then you had to press and go oh he's an autobot that's very so. cool now i had a doll who was not i don't think she was a barbie but she was a similar size and her hair would change hot pink either in the sun yeah it was like a sun temperature thing but you could also use it with your breath so i would put her ponytail in my mouth and like <laughs> try to breathe on it but the flavor was awful it didn't just taste like <laughs> nylon barbie hair it tasted like chemicals probably had hairspray in it yeah something and so yeah that was it was novel it was cute but it was you know underwhelming as a kid to yeah. have bad it left a bad taste in my mouth oh, if you will literally yes <laughs> so i you know and some of these are considered boy toys and girl toys that's part of like the gender thing too definitely that there's boy toys and girl toys but what's surprising about that is even in that, what is masculine and feminine has changed over the years a little bit. Whereas dolls were always considered girl toys up until like the 1960s and or early late 60s, early 70s when G.I. Joe comes out. Mm -hmm. And they are like the full size Barbie right. uh, size. I remember those. Yeah. And so they were basically like, we can sell dolls. I remember those from the 60s. Yes. <laughs> No, I remember those. Yeah, well, the, the ones I had were the later versions yeah. that were the tiny, you know, small ones that were made out of plastic, um, just hard plastic with lots of articulation. But this, the ones that they came out with in the Vietnam era, really, mm -hmm. is the one with the Kung Fu grip. But it's, cool. it's the, and, and he had uh, felt hair. Yes. You know, like yeah, you, a little flocking, a little like fuzz. Yeah, a little fuzz hair uh -huh. that felt like that. 
And so, and you, and you could change his outfit. So you got outfits for him. Yeah. You got different accessories, cars, just like uh, Barbie had. Right. You know? And the point being, every kid has an imagination. So we want to play out <laughs> real life scenarios. Like the, to me, it seems so silly. One that uh, dolls, doll play would not be encouraged among all kids because you're teaching, you're just essentially letting them play, create plays, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But, but yeah, I think uh, the kind of dolls that were shoved my way were babies. And it's like, don't you want to be a mommy? And I mean, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you loved them. I was, <laughs> I was raised by a single mom and she was my hero. So I was like, yeah, I want to be just like her. And I was, you know, couldn't wait to have some little kid to take care of in my mind. But, but nobody ever said, here's a doll that <laughs> fights in a war. <laughs> <laughs> here's a doll that drives a truck like you know and i never made my dolls do that yeah even my ken poor ken and my barbies he was always doing what the barbies wanted to do well sit it, around and eat cake i guess by the time we're hitting the <laughs> 80s and 90s they did have female gi joes cool. so i don't i don't know if they had those in the 60s and 70s but 80s 90s they did they had gi jane essentially oh, yeah of course you know why didn't i know they, that they had the movie gi jane but like they had um, I, Scarlet was one of the girls on G.I. Joe and one of the bad guys was, or bad girls was the Baroness. <laughs> and cool so, name. yeah, they, and they would fight and they were part of the whole team and they didn't go, oh, it's a girl. They didn't point it out. You know, I think they were just trying to get possibly a few girls to play with the toys too. Interesting. Now that you say the Baroness, I think about cartoon villains that were women and how their voices are always a lower register so what are you trying to say they have more masculine side mm. and that's why they're or they're more authoritative and can you not be authoritative with a little kid voice <laughs> <laughs> hey hey you guys ariel i want to get I you want, ariel i want to give you human legs <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you know uh, one of you can't get more masculine, quote unquote, than He Man during True. the eighties. <laughs> you know, it's literally his name. He turns from Prince Adam, Adam, who is wearing literally, he's wearing tights. It's very white much, tights, and I believe a skin tight purple shirt. Yes, which, by the way, even talking about clothing, you know, like in the Middle Ages, if you were going to be like the most masculine man mm-hmm. in the Middle Ages, rich and powerful. You were wearing tights and frills and lacy things, and you had a bob haircut. Like the hair was a nice little shag. You had a little nice beret little on top. <laughs> now, I don't um, – Superman had tights too. So when – when sorry to cut you off, but when villains – I'm sorry, when superheroes were brought about in comics, was that unusual in your mind? Well, that might be a different reason that they have quote-unquote tights. Uh-huh. I I think what they're probably trying to do is show off physique. Uh, and so... But they have to keep them covered. They have to keep them covered. They underwear. can't just be naked or in their underwear. So <laughs> they put this tights or, you know, some sort of material over them that highlights how right. how uh, muscular they are. Right, which, but you're talking about like Middle Ages or something when right. page boy haircuts were a thing. Yes, then. very much yeah. so. And so... And that's what Prince Adam looked like in He-Man. And then he turned in, you know, he, he got the power from his sword. And, and he, he essentially went naked. He, he did. He got naked. You just, you see his bare chest. He's wearing a loincloth. <laughs> he gets much more barbarian, really. Yes. And, but then they had another show and I'm, I'm blanking on her name right now. She-Ra. Yeah, She-Ra. So there's She-Ra too. So that they came out she with. She was his sister, right? Yes. And they tried to like make it a, 
essentially He-Man for girls. And that one did not take off as much mm-hmm. because for whatever reason, you know, maybe it's hard to translate He-Man over to little girls into the 1980s. She-Woman didn't have the same <laughs> ring to it. Even the name He-Man is so, oh my goodness, they're like beating you over the head with it. Masculinity. Yes. Well, that's the funny thing too is like in toys, what gets exaggerated about female and male features. So like Barbie for a lot of years, they, you know, she was very large chested, mm-hmm. very tiny waist, mm-hmm. very tall, long legs. Mm-hmm. But it, they, they can see like you. Like me. Yes, it's just like, like you. they muddled her after just, <laughs> what I would grow up to be. It's very yes. uncanny. Yeah. Well, you, you really love Barbies. And so, <laughs> but they've done... Uh, representations of that in real life yeah. like not with humans but like if you if this was what a real person looked like proportionally and proportionally it doesn't work like human humans don't fit that proportion right uh, but starting with the uh heels that were like her feet were never flat yes. they were always pointed do you remember that <laughs> yeah she's always on her she toes would just fall over yeah and so but the same is true of like superheroes mm-hmm. so the muscle structure of them is so there's, their body is so muscle bound mm-hmm. that they couldn't actually exist in real life. Like you, you look at them as these bodybuilders now that are on testosterone, steroids, mm-hmm. um, insulin. They're doing all these things to manipulate their genetics. Right. Those are closer to the body types of what would be in a superhero comic. That's what like, I'm picturing. Yeah, yeah when if, you're talking. But even then, it's like their waists aren't quite small enough for what would be in a comic. Mm-hmm. So you have to have like the muscle bound, but you have to have a waist that's not realistic to hold your organs mm-hmm. type of thing. <laughs> so there's all of those things. So even that, it's like, that's not even a real representation of masculine or a real representation of feminine. Like that's not what people look like. True. And, and you know, I didn't really want realism in my cartoons necessarily. I grew up watching Garfield where everybody's eyeballs were two <laughs> balloons. <laughs> So it's okay that that it, there was some slight exaggeration. I guess what I resent in hindsight, though, is what could I have gotten into if it wasn't if there weren't so many rules around it? Like if Target wasn't divided into different aisles where all the girls would go to one aisle and and boys would go to the other, because as you know, we're pretty flexible with whatever our kids interested in we we throw it her way and so she wanted cars and trains and she idolizes you so she's into wrestling (laughs) or she just loves to be active and she really likes the way they like wrestle she's she says to me she's like mom let's wrestle and i was like i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) So i'm a very sedentary person you don't want to do it but that's thing too like when i was a kid watching wrestling it was just boys essentially and they had some women's wrestling, but it was, it was always very, like it hadn't been sexualized the way it had was when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. uh, because they did that in the WWE, where it was essentially they were hiring female models to go in and sort of do wrestling. Right, but, but when you were a kid, it was more that. broad characters. They didn't even have women's wrestling really when I was kid watching. It had been kind of died off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So they had stuff all in the decades leading up to that. But it, that was always a novelty. So And the women involved in wrestling were managers or wives of the wrestlers. Yes. That, as characters. Yes, as, as characters that I saw. And so there was, but there was a whole female wrestling thing that was from the 50s. There's a moolah who had these female wrestlers, but they were a novelty the same way that little people wrestlers would be or giant 
wrestlers. So they're not be... the main draw. They're kind of like the opening act. It could be opening act or a special attraction. Okay. So they weren't going to be there every week. It was kind of like, oh, this week is something different. And, and the then TV they show on. Glow was about women wrestling in the 80s. And it was similar. It was hard to get generate interest in them. Yes. And they were even Glow got canceled. <laughs> a show about... yeah, the irony of it yes. all. And so, but, but then, I liked it. It was a good show. Yeah, but now our daughter can watch female wrestling that is on par, or a lot of times better than the male wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's really invested into. Yeah, know? yeah. I think the it just depends uh, largely on what the character, what what to me like the the drama behind it. So, what is the persona of the wrestler themselves? Like, there's one male wrestler who is hard for me to watch because his whole vibe is i'm a creepy guy that has a creepy children's program oh yeah <laughs> you know that one bray wyatt yeah yes so anyway him i'm not rooting for but uh you know I, wait i'm gonna mess her name up asuka yeah okay Asuka. and then snoop dogg's niece <laughs> sorry to associate her by some other man but uh, yeah. that's her name um, she's also in the star yeah i'm blanking her name but she's also star um, wars show Yes, she's Mandalorian. In, in the Mandalorian, but she goes by something else now. She's not in WWE anymore. Oh, so, wow. but there's uh, Charlotte Flair, Rick Charlotte Flair's Flair, of course, daughter. And... Anyway, yeah. I, well, who? It, it's so pointless for me to just na- tell you the names of the people I know. But all of them set themselves apart. Even my favorite one, whose name I always forget, has Sasha like, Banks was the Sasha Banks yeah. is the one yeah. I was forgetting. But the woman with the the day glow braids that she always whips them around. Naomi, love Naomi. Yeah, I don't think she's in WWE anymore Darn. either. So well, anyway, but but the but the point even with that is that w- there are multiple places that women can go now and have a similar career as what they have in WWE. Where that was, it was rare that WWE even had women's matches. It was essentially uh, just to show off model figures yeah, and they could be in the ring for two or three minutes. They come out, they show off their attractiveness and then they leave basically. Yeah. Or their sexuality, I guess that's what was so attractive about them. And now, now these women are headlining WrestleMania with real wrestling matches. They're allowed to do the real thing. That's actually cool. And and I really wouldn't want to see people who weren't skilled in throwing themselves around the ring to throw themselves around the ring. They would just get hurt. You know, it's like, like having kids come out and try to do real wrestling moves everybody <laughs> it, would cringe they'd it, be like don't, it looks don't bad and it, it, it looks bad too like when people that aren't good at this go out it's like oh why are we even watching this it just doesn't it's not real right so they took it more <laughs> seriously it's kind of funny to call wrestling not real like that's the not real wrestling <laughs> yeah version. the legitimate version the art form if you will mm-hmm. well if, if anybody wants to hear more on this there's an episode of your old podcast called rebooking the territory that you and i recorded you have me as a guest mm-hmm. and we really did a deep dive into women in history of wrestling I don't know. Can people still find that or not? I, I believe you could probably just YouTube it. Yeah, I think there's... <laughs> Sometimes you have a guest on your podcast to promote their podcast, but you're just promoting your other podcast prom- on I, your own. Yes. I started this podcast to promote my other podcast. If you guys want to hear more of us talking exactly how we do now. <laughs> no, it's a great deep dive into the history of that. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, there's there was wrestling. Um, the women of wrestling that I knew um, is Cindy Lauper. You know, like I would watch her on MTV and she'd have Lou Albano in her videos. So... Mm-hmm. In other words, for me, I was shown like if a, a femininity of like makeup, care about fashion. I mean, I even told you on a previous episode, I had a game called Mall Madness where you built a shopping mall as if that <laughs> it wasn't for engineers. It was for kids who wanted to learn how to shop. What what was masculinity to you? I mean, you don't have to say how it was like fed to you, but what was your idea of what was masculine? Because you had a dad in the house that was a mild mannered guy. He well, was a muscled man. Yeah, I don't know that I would call things 
a masculine and feminine the way that I was that I grew up. Mm-hmm. I would say there was m- maybe things that were male and female, you know, ish, but I there wasn't even a big emphasis. I remember having a babysitter once when I was about kindergarten age, maybe you know, four, five, five-ish, mm-hmm. that brought Barbies over and we played with those mm-hmm. and no big deal. And I, there, it wasn't thought of in the household of like, oh, what's he doing? You know, is he going to be messed up because of that? I played with him that day and it was fine and mm-hmm. nobody cared. And, but my dad and my mom also, but they kind of let me decide what I got into. So mm-hmm. I, a big basketball fan, but I got into that on my own. And I had brothers that were playing and, you know, they're all much older than me, but they were playing in the driveway. My dad was playing with them. Mm-hmm. But by the time I got around, he wasn't a young man anymore. So, you know, I'm 15 years old. He's in his late fifties. Mm-hmm. And so he wasn't out there. He playing. he'd go out there and shoot horse with me, but he wasn't playing basketball. So mm-hmm. I think maybe if my dad had been younger, he would be taking me out to play baseball and football and basketball. Mm-hmm. Instead, I was, kind of left on my own to find that yeah what do you like son and i'll yeah. sit and watch you from this lounge <laughs> yeah. chair <laughs> and, but i was also because of that i i went into my imagination because my siblings were not around i imagine a lot so i played with ninja turtles i played with he-man i played with uh gi joe's indiana jones stuff i'm but i'm making up these worlds myself well, yeah now, so yeah i'm i guess i'm asking who were your icons of masculinity you mentioning indiana jones i know for sure you later as a teen would watch movies with stallone and and um schwarzenegger, schwarzenegger yeah. but for me because you're talking about athleticism i didn't have that around much like to see a bunch of athletic guys in my neighborhood um or even in my life so for, I think a mustache would be masculine to me. <laughs> I remember girl, like, in Girl Scouts, their the Magnum dads, PI. The, yeah, the dad, yes, definitely Magnum PI was like a total man. Lots of hair, chest, <laughs> short shorts, <laughs> not like a muscular quad. Um, so, so yeah, that would be masculinity to me. It was more about your suaveness and your emotional control, I think. But it was less about like muscle man and um, an action hero. Yeah, I guess even at home, it probably would be a male or masculine would be a provider. Mm. So having the job, but even, you know, when I was in junior high, my mom got a job Mm -hmm. and so she was working as well. So it wasn't ever this, because sometimes I think we see in media from that time Mm -hmm. that women had their place. And it's like, well, that wasn't really taught in my household Mm -hmm. that, you know, a woman had her place and it was in the kitchen and it's like no no because i mean baby boom came out around yeah. that time <laughs> i did it i, I have to mention baby boom every episode yes i know i still don't know the plot to that <laughs> well that was a woman diane keaton played a, a woman who was a corporate executive and she did not say in the house she was actually not domestic but was your mom the nurturer primarily or yes. did your dad also nurture yes he seems to be me to be a very nurturing man i would say no <laughs> he's, he's softened in his elderly years yes maybe but he's so he, patient he's a good listener yeah well I man i guess that happens when you're in your 80s he's encouraging <laughs> yeah okay fine so the mom was a nurturer that's yeah. so funny because in my house like my mom raised us she was the nurturer but also the provider mm-hmm. so for me there was just no question that when i grew up i would be having some kind of job and i just had to figure out what that was going to be 
so it's so funny to me the idea of if you're raised by somebody who doesn't have a job who is the primary caregiver do, what are your ideas of money forming or is it that you have to ask someone else for money or I mean women handled a lot of women who are like stay-at-home moms would do the banking so they would go to the bank and you know it's not like they wouldn't know money but they wouldn't be earning it so they wouldn't be necessarily deciding how much is spent and there would be like an accountability checking in with the provider of how much can we spend mm-hmm. which kind of goes on in our household let's be honest because i can't be bothered with spreadsheets <laughs> so <laughs> i usually ask you is this within the budget and you're like yeah <laughs> yeah you no, know, but you'll buy yeah, you, it anyway you say no <laughs> yeah you're, you're gonna do it anyway so. it's not well then you know i fudge it I'm like, well, you know what i'm gonna make it work yeah well, yeah, you know, you're thinking back, you know, I'm sure times have changed on a lot of this stuff, uh, but there were toys and uh, archetypes in film that I would gravitate to or that were, a majority of boys would gravitate to. Uh, toy guns and uh, movies that had Schwarzenegger, Terminator, robots, Transformers, those type of things that more boys gravitated to and girls gravitated more to My Little Pony. And yeah, for some reason. I don't yes. know why. <laughs> I didn't. I had a My Little Pony. I didn't care about it as much. I was definitely into Barbies and Cabbage Patch dolls, yeah. though. But even on the later side, it started to transform to, like, when the Nickelodeon toys came out, those were more gender neutral. So it was, yeah. hey, it's uh, slime and gack and, you know, that kind of stuff. I had TV-based board games like Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy and Double Dare. Yes. And <laughs> a they, TV kid. But even that, you know, they, they tried to make, and we kind of alluded to this earlier, and I alluded, specifically spoke about this, but they had stuff like there was the Easy Bake Oven, mm-hmm. but they tried to make a boy version, which was like creepy crawlers that you just made bugs and yeah, spiders see, and things. You see boys in the commercial. I mean, there's a girl at the end who's like creeped out by the bug that they made. But yeah, yeah it's essentially the same toy. And what kid doesn't like snack cakes? I mean, come on. Yeah. And, he should have loved the Easy Bake Oven. And maybe they still do all this stuff for, for kids, but I know for our daughter... She she likes wrestling and wrestling figures a little bit. She doesn't love them. She really is more into, and she's only five, into magnetiles and things that are building and constructing. Yeah, she's a uh, Legos. Yeah, math-minded those type, kid. Those type of things are not, those are gender neutral. Nobody cares one way or another. For sure. Well, I have to go back because I didn't finish asking this question. Are you, as an adult, the man that you pictured um, – like, do you match the masculine archetypes that you grew up looking at? Do you feel like you fit that mold? Because I don't feel like I fit the women molds I was looking up to. Women had long hair. I mean, I'm certainly feminine, but I love to wear like t-shirt and jeans and no makeup. I can't be bothered with it. No high heels ever. You know what I mean? So unless it's for television, then I like to get dolled up or if it's for a fancy event. But yeah. No, I don't. I I wanted to look like the guys in the movies or on and the wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. Now, I happened to come up in a time where Schwarzenegger and Stallone, like you mentioned, and Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior, all of these guys were on television and they were real life superhero looking guys. Huge muscles. Yes. Right. And so I, I went to the gym when I became a teenager. I've mm-hmm. gone to the gym ever since. But mm-hmm. like it's something where it didn't dawn on me that these guys were on performance enhancing things. So, so you never dabbled in the drugs. No, but I, so I never was, I, I could, I have a physique maybe 
a little different than what I have now. Probably, yes. If I if I was really regimented with my diet mm-hmm. and worked out even harder than I do, mm-hmm. sure, I probably could. Instead of deadlifting 400 pounds, I could deadlift 600 pounds or something I want you like to that. get that Marvel call from Marvel Comic Universe <laughs> so that you can have a reason to get a personal trainer one yes. day. Just, just for fun. Just well, that's the thing. If I was in a Marvel project right now, yep. uh, as we've seen other actors do, DC, Marvel, they go from being out of shape to being extremely cut and large muscles. Or even moderately healthy to extremely cut right. and large muscles. Yes, and they act like it's just from doing two workouts a day and being regimented on their food. And part of that is true, but they are on stuff. And that's the thing. <laughs> they're, the, they're getting a little assistance. Yes. Nobody's honest about those things is that there is definitely assistance. And so I wouldn't n- be. do I look like what I thought I would could look like when I started going to the gym? No. Uh-huh. Like even when I was at the height of my uh, best shape ever type mm-hmm. of thing. Which is probably somewhere around college or out of college when I was playing basketball uh, hours every day. Yeah. I was in the gym lifting. I was also running. Mm-hmm. I was probably at that peak. I never was muscle bound. I had muscle tone. Yeah. You but, looked like a swimmer. Yeah. But I, yeah, more Michael Phelps type body type. But your clothing is more, it's like, um, expressive of your personality you wear bright colors you like a lot of graphic tees and things um and you you're really good at color coordinating i notice but that doesn't remind me of anybody we saw growing up i mean closest would be seinfeld i guess (laughs) because he wore jeans and and shirts (laughs) um you know so i just think that it's really cool how you have your own version of masculinity or even you know who you are personality and style let's put it that way and I have my own style that I still feel like is uh, morphing. Like I always <laughs> think there's a there's a, you know how you said like if 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 you had a personal trainer or whatever you could be a different look. I feel like if I had a stylist, you know, I would I would find my secret style that I love to wear. But in my mind, the thing I want to own is just all white, free flowing shirt and pants. And <laughs> so because I saw a yoga instructor do, wear that in college, and I was like, like I like you're that in guy. karate class <laughs> yes. or a mental institution. Constant, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just constantly in my pajamas is is like. Because to me, it represents like, I'm so chill. I've got nowhere to be. I just like that. I'm, but I'll never do it. I'll never invest in white clothes, first of all, because I stain everything. Well, I think my personal style comes out in different ways. One is on stage, kind of more of what you were saying. like. But then there's also like when I'm not on stage, when I'm at home or I go into the gym and I just look like a pile of laundry. And but not a so, big pile. You're wearing neon <laughs> green right now. I know yeah. you're in your casual clothes, but you got, well, these you got my, some colors. This, this is my gym outfit. Yeah. So anyway. it's, yeah. And the thing is, I think my personal style on stage, as anyone that can look, Google me right now, Comedian Luke, you will see what I look like on stage. And there's a lot of, occasionally trolls come out of the woodwork and are like, oh, look at this guy. And they, I think they, this happens live sometimes too. People will see me on stage and they think like, oh, he's a weak little nerdy guy that isn't tough because he's got them bright glasses and I'll be able, you know, I, I think that makes him weak or nerdy or Interesting. feminine or whatever they want to make it. And then some people act that way in real life. And then they will come up to me to start to say something to me. And sometimes I start to say it and then they realize I'm much larger than they think I am because mm-hmm. I'm six two, two twenty five, And I, 
you know, I've been in fights. I, I enjoyed in college even uh, wrestling. Fight club. Yeah, fight club. <laughs> well, you're not supposed to talk about that. Right, yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no recollection of that center. And so when they get up to me, there was one guy that was very drunk one night and he had been heckling and his whole family had been heckling. Oh, like no. the grandma in the wheelchair was heckling. And grandma. so I had ripped them all. Like I, I put them all down. Like I, you know, it, I was like, if this is where the show's going, you know, I'm Everybody's taking you out. It's, it's firing line for you guys. <laughs> and so he came up to Trey and be like, you know, Hey man, you know, you're lucky. You're funny because I was about to do something. And he, as he got closer, he realized I was larger than him uh-huh. and it kind of trailed off. And I, and I go, Oh, that would have been interesting. Had you done that? Yeah. 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 I, yeah I, would, that would have been like, it would have been kind of fun if you had done that. Cause I would have had to put you down and he goes, Oh yeah. yeah. And then he bought an album. <laughs> and then it's like, okay. Reminds me of Shooter McGavin. Good for happy Gilmo. Oh my God. <laughs> he looks up at the man in front of him. He's huge. Yeah. Uh, well, that's cool. That's never happened to me, but no one's no. ever, no one hasn't wanted to fight me. No one has wanted to fight me since fifth grade. Yeah. <laughs> Someone challenged me and I said, come up here and fight me if you can reach me. I was on some kind of jungle gym and they were like, come down here and fight me. And I was like, come up here and fight me. Yeah. Never happened. Never happened. No. Nope. She got bored and went away. She couldn't climb and you weren't getting down. So, yeah. Well, oh, I was willing to fight up there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. You But stuff changes. And so you look at like Twisted Sister yeah. in the 80s where they're doing the gender bending type of things where makeup and the, the crazy hair. Mm-hmm. But Dee Snyder was a tough guy. And mm. so he would get in fights with people. And just because he was dressed in spandex and makeup didn't mean that he wasn't tough. And I don't so, know. The look wasn't tough, though. Like, I just, the look was fright night you know the look was fearful to me yeah because women didn't even wear makeup that way it was no, more like the no. the killer in uh <laughs> silence of the lambs <laughs> <laughs> buffalo bill buffalo bill but um but you know today young ladies and i mean i don't know who loves bts but everybody seems to love bts the fan i don't know what the average fan looks like of bts because i see you know women of color my age that are like fangirling <laughs> over them on twitter but you would say fan they have womaning fan womaning they have uh, classically soft, delicate features. So, and and I loved Ralph Macchio in Karate Kid when he was not. He didn't look like Bruce Willis or whoever the. You know, he didn't look like Sylvester Stallone. He looked young, younger than he probably was, and he didn't have like a a hard jawline or a deep voice. So I think there is an element of gentleness that women are attracted to. You could, I could, you could say femininity if you want, but just like. Their version of masculinity is not this hard, crusty, tough guy. Yeah. Look at BTS. Yes. Well, that's the thing. I do think that what men think looks good for a man, mm-hmm. uh, and we're just talking about, you know, straight, typical Midwestern, Southern dude, whatever they think a man is supposed to look like, and they think that would be attractive to a woman, is not necessarily what the average woman would find attractive and i think the reverse is true too where what women find as oh that's such a beautiful woman and that's what guys would like Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily translate to what guys would like well yeah let me put this theory to the test so i would say to be beautiful i would need fake eyelashes high heels um spandex to like hold in my softness soft parts now for you does that just look like a dish that's hard to figure out how to eat you know what i mean like it's like what am i doing here how do i unwrap this or is that like hubba hubba i want to dive right in well what you have just described 
which sounds like a Spanx ad. So I don't know. I, I would say I'll just do celebrities. For example, using the Schwarzenegger thing. Like Schwarzenegger, I think, is what a lot of guys were like, yeah, that's what a man is. But he wasn't in the romance movies and the romantic comedies. That was always somebody that looked like Billy Crystal or... Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> you roll your eyes. <laughs> You're not wrong, but... Steve Gutenberg. Mostly Billy Crystal was cast because he's charming and funny. He yes. was he's not like Corbett because what's that guy's name? Corbett somebody. The guy from uh Sex in the City. Corbin Burnson? No. Yeah, Corbin Burnson. Is that, is that right? Matthew right? McConaughey. Like tell me real guys that were okay. cast in Let, multiple rom coms, not just Billy Crystal. He was also cast in Princess Bride as a troll, you know? He's, he's a comedian. Okay. You're true. Uh that was the first one that came to mind. Uh but uh who women find attractive probably be like Brad Pitt or mm-hmm. um, what's it? What's uh, Keanu Reeves? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who's another guy that would be, Oh, Richard Gere. Mm-hmm. Although and, Keanu Reeves is an action star now, so you can't really count him, but Richard Gere is a perfect example. Yeah, But, but I don't think there's a lot of guys going, I'm trying to look like Keanu Reeves, even though he's in a bunch of, they, they love his movies. They like what he's doing, but it's not like they're going, Oh, I, I need to look like Keanu Reeves. because they don't have any hair. Yeah. <laughs> Bald dudes. Um, so, yeah, there's... Now, for women, I think women probably think that other women... Or, or that men would find Julia Roberts. I already attractive. know. It's always Julia Roberts. Julia I hear Roberts. Julia Roberts from women all of the time because throughout my life. Because she's gorgeous but and men think she's gorgeous th- too. Th- no, you that, just that is incorrect. To not I've like never Julia. once in my life heard a man go, you know who's really, I'm really, That's this is my uh, dream girl is Julia Roberts. Why not? And you can she see them in the movies hair, that she does. A lovely laugh. <laughs> It's because she's a lot of person. She's not ugly. I'm not trying to say that no, she's, she's an ugly. Not, woman. But not that, even close. But to that ugly. is not. Men are not flocking to Julia Roberts movies. They I are don't not know why. What? That. Because she doesn't. She has a nudity clause, and she won't show you the tatas. <laughs> probably. That's probably part of it. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, Pamela Anderson had movies in the '90s to tell you what guys were probably going to go see. I know I couldn't name one of them. Um, so, but but all of this is changing over time too. Like, and we even see it like in the gender reveal parties. Like, oh my gosh, know. we did not have gender reveal parties growing up. No, I did. We didn't. Like when I first None started of the hearing about in my it, life I was like, invite me to a gender. What, reveal what do you party? mean gender reveal party? You mean like? Uh, baby shower they're like no that's a separate thing right there's the baby shower and then we're doing a gender v- reveal party so and people are getting silly. i think it's just ways for people to get more gifts um, like and gonna, eat cake they're gonna have conception day they always want to at some point they're gonna be sweets. adding cake and more gifts and yeah. uh there's gonna be the first trimester party the second trimester <laughs> party and so it's not something that i uh, am used to, but it is funny to see that they exist now because it, there's so many fails. Oh, it just no. seems That's like, the only time you hear about them. I know. Burning down an Arizona forest right. or a plane crashing that had too much weight on it. Can uh, you believe it? Car exploding, somebody getting hit in the crotch with the the rocket that they decided to... exploding rocket. Yes. And then when they're not boring, they're revealed on Instagram. They're not even all that interesting. It's a brief moment in time and then the couple hugs. In fact, I saw one... <laughs> 
there's a oh, I wish I knew his name but there's an Instagrammer who just takes other people's videos and then it cuts to his face looking at it with judgment yeah. <laughs> I think he's so funny so anyway he shows a couple where they pop a balloon and the confetti looks white and the whole room is filled with like silver and champagne yeah. colors so it's like they're celebrating they're hugging and it cuts to his face going okay so what so what <laughs> what'd you decide <laughs> yeah and it, and it wasn't a social commentary on how gender is a construct it was just like we're not into your little party guys and the gen the, the closest thing i had to a gender reveal uh, as a kid was there was a toy called magic nursery baby okay you could you the doll had a doll face the boys and the girls had the same face but underneath a shower cap was long hair or short hair indicating if it was a boy or a girl long hair was the girl and um i think there they there was a special paper packet that would say it's a girl or it's a boy in plastic and the paper would dissolve in water so you would let it slowly reveal itself i guess it was like rice paper or something i don't know um luckily i didn't try to eat that but um <laughs> i didn't put that in my mouth to taste it so uh yeah i was that was like the closest that we had to um like a gender thing yeah I, well that is a gender reveal yeah but yeah found out, and it was uh, like oh i have a boy you could also yeah. just pull off the shower cap and find out which by the way this is not that interesting of a surprise it's a 50 50 proposition here mm -hmm. this is before there was a spectrum there was one or the other so that and even so like b even before there was it's never been binary so like you could grow <laughs> up and it's like it's a girl okay let's get her a bunch of dolls and it's like actually she's a tomboy and she doesn't want any of those yeah so you know it's like who cares but yeah but just in the reveal so i think we should have a game where we just add more things to the reveal parties it's not just a gender reveal party it's are we having a dog are we having a baby yeah. is it a boy is it a girl how uh, long will this marriage last just bring a magic eight right. ball to your gender yes. reveal party oh that would be perfect <laughs> are, are we gonna last hmm try again yeah try again later i would try immediately they'd say try again later and i'd be shaking it immediately <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. If you had a great time, let us know on social. Follow Kid Is In School on Twitter and The Kid Is In School on Instagram. Subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Be sure to throw us one of those five-star ratings and share with your friends. Oh, and do it quickly before the kid gets home. <laughs>